Welcome to Level Up Chips Esports Edition. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Level Up Chips Esports Edition. I am your host, Michael Gonzalez, and we're here to talk about esports. And I have with us today, what are your names, good sirs? Well, I'm Will. I'm the captain of the esports team for Valorant. And I'm Lucas, and I'm the coach of the Valorant team. So, Valorant, how long have you guys been playing it? I've been playing it since release, so it came back about what, two and a half years ago, maybe it's been that long. maybe three. Yeah. It's been a, it's been quite a long time, and um, so I've been here. This is my th fifth semester here, and I came here three falls ago now, and it came out the spring before that. So w when I first came in, like. It was really new, and it, the esports was just starting. It was all club. Yeah, no, I remember it yeah. being club. So were you here before COVID, all of that stuff? Um, that would have been right when COVID happened. So that my first semester here was the first. So that spring semester was when COVID started happening and everything went online. And then yeah. when I first came here was when it was kind of in full full COVID effect, everything's been shut down. and So this has got to be like your first semester, just kind of... Yeah, this is pretty much my first semester in, in classes. And I only have, I graduate this December, so I only have two classes. And it's like my first real semester on campus. Well, how about you, Will? Well, I started playing uh, January um, of this past year, or this year. And um, I wasn't too good. I was a silver. I was uh, pretty bad. I joined the team for like, you know, the heck of it yeah. and uh, ended up making it as, you know, the six man kind of sub guy. And I just took that opportunity to learn and grow. And now I'm ascendant and captain of the team this year and getting better every day. I mean, yeah, captain, that's that's a big position just for what you said, like a year, just about probably eight months. Yeah. Eight, <laughs> I mean, that that's awesome. Um, I mean. You being a person that you, you've played since, what, release, and then you for eight months, um, what what are your thoughts on Valorant? I'm just curious. I think it's a really fun game. I think all games have, like, times when they're not as fun. Um, and having good rank systems is really hard. Valorant's kind of weird because there's no, like, third-party sources. So a lot of games have where people can come in and make different maps and like can have all this um, extra ranges and like activities you can do on games and Valorant is just strict. Whatever their company does is on the game. No one else can like provide. So really? I feel like it gets a little stale at times, but um, overall the, the things they do with their competitive scenes, obviously Riot Games who makes Valorant runs League of Legends, which is like the biggest game in the world. And one of the biggest esports. Yeah, the biggest esport probably. Yeah. And um, so I think they're doing a lot of like the right stuff, but the game definitely can get like stale at times. But I mean, the new maps every six months and the new characters every six months, like rotating is pretty, makes it pretty entertaining. That's actually what I wanted to ask really quickly. The the characters, you say they rotate. Are there like characters that drop out sometimes? Um, No, not yet. Um, there's not a big enough pool. They've been really talking about once they add more to do like a, so like Rainbow Six does an agent ban because they have like 50 some characters in the game. Oh wow! So they're like, 
the other team gets to ban certain agents or maps before you like you start picking what map to play. So they have tried to talk about that, but they really want to keep all the agents in the pool and have just all teams play like they want it to be so balanced that everyone's playing different comps that it's not all the same. So about a year ago, there was the um, Astra meta in the game. So there's just one smoke character that everyone played on every map, no matter what, because she was like so good in the game. What what kind of powers did they have? So she just could like smoke, and then she could um, have these stuns and these like pulls. these pulls yeah. that just like if you're in it, you just get like pulled right to the middle of it, and then you get like vulnerable, so you get like super like weak like two times bullet damage and so it made the game like really slow but like you pretty much had to like player and the game was just completely different and then they added a character and just completely changed her to where she was almost unusable and so the game has been like completely different so that that's actually an interesting point to talk about in your eight months yeah um i can only imagine how much has really changed in that eight months that you've been playing? So, in the game itself, there's a pretty big changes for certain characters. Big one was Chamber Nerf. Um, he used to be, he still is, but one of the most picked agents on uh, just for team comps. And he had this ability to TP away. He had two trademarks, which are like pretty much think of like uh, Claymore from Call of Duty. But instead of blowing up, it slows you down and alerts people of the position. Oh. So it helps with the flank. And they got rid of one of those, so now he only has one. His a teleport is not as far, so you have to you know be closer range and stuff. And that was probably the biggest one since I've left, or since I started. I'm sorry, but um, uh. Myself, though, I started off playing Sage, which is just like a support character, not really taking many gunfights, just healing the team, <laughs> staying back, putting walls up. And then I moved into like a smoker controller, Viper, Brimstone, Omen. Um, and then I started to get more comfortable with my aim, more comfortable just taking fights and winning them. So I started playing uh, like KO and Sova, which are initiators, which are like the people who get the info, flash out, get onto site, and help the team take space. So that's that's a lot of things. Yeah. You know, it sounds like this game is almost like, you know, chess. You, you got to have everybody play their yeah. role mm-hmm. and it helps everybody out. Have any of you guys played, uh, you know, like Counter-Strike, anything like that? Yeah. So about a year before Valorant came out, I got really into Counter-Strike and played a lot of like high level amateur leagues and um, high level like competitive. And um, that game is also very tactical but the difference is the movement is a lot quicker so like aiming's way harder and like the way aiming is in the game is just inherently harder than valorant so what makes valorant special is there's a lot of people who can be like fairly good mm-hmm. and like just because the aim like the character movements are slower so aiming's a lot easier um and that makes it like a lot more tactical because it's also shorter games so every like gun round, so the way the economy works, it's like if you lose a round, pretty much your next round you have really bad guns. So then um, if you lose like pistol round, you're going to win the next round like 95% of the time because you just have better guns than the other team. Okay. And then the next round is like a gun round where if they, whoever loses will be back on like pistols the next round. So then like the next round is really hard to win for that team. So 
with having less rounds and like Counter-Strike, every round's like more important just because you don't get that many gun rounds. It's about um, three less rounds per half. So like that's like three gun rounds per half pretty much that you don't get compared so, to Counter-Strike. So what are gun rounds? I guess I, I don't know too much about the meta of the yeah. sports Yeah, so they get like, um, there's like, the sniper, like the main sniper called the operator. Okay. And so usually people, there's one person on your team always buying that. And then there's two main guns that in the game cost 2,900. And then like all the other guns are just way less and just way worse overall. Yeah. So like a gun round is basically when you have all those 2,900 guns with full abilities and armor. And that also leads to another thing is like on top of the strategy of your abilities, your positioning, your aim, there's also like economy to it. Um, each round you win, you get money. Each round you lose, you get money, but less than if you win. Kills give you some money. Planting the spike gives you some money. So it's all about making sure you have the money to buy the 2900 rifles or if you can save up to get that rifle or the sniper, uh, the operator. That thing it, in the hands of the right player can swing a whole game. So it's important to just know that economy stuff and get that in the head. And I think that's really interesting. I guess I was always curious because I always see people, they, they buy things and they pass around guns. Yeah. Like, what is going on with that? And I think that's that's really cool. Is there usually like a strategy to um, like be stingy with the money and try and save up for like later games, stuff like that? So... Um, the, the money doesn't transfer between games. It does rounds. Rounds, yeah. Yes. Okay. And, um... Forgot my terminology. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. But there's, like, eco rounds, which would be in a sense of where maybe only two people could buy on your team the rifles. And then you're like, okay, let's save money here. I'll buy lower weapons, like maybe, a, you know, Sheriff, that's 800 instead of, you know, 2,900. Right. And just take these, try to get picked. You play the round differently. Um, there, But there are those rounds where you just don't buy you have to save your money you some people might be able to but if your team can't it's important to make sure that you keep the eco pretty balanced between you guys and also the main sniper the operator is 4700 yeah. so like you have to whoever wants to get that has to save a lot more mm -hmm. so like typically like when everyone's buying like a light armor and sheriff mm -hmm. like you just have to buy nothing because you're just saving for that yep. sniper and that sounds like that's just a ton <laughs> of work and usually like is it is it difficult to try and read what the other player is going to choose like i guess that's the the big thing because you have your own economy mm -hmm. the enemy has their own economy as well yep. do you guys usually try and think like okay they might they might try to buy these guns or do you just kind of worry about your own thing so they have a system that makes it kind of easy for you because they show you what how much the enemy team has before every round mm -hmm. so like typically if someone saves up for the operator that's 4700 heavy armor which is extra 50 health will be a thousand so they'll typically have like pretty much exactly 5700 so then it's like okay he's gonna buy that yep. like it's pretty like that part is pretty standard but then another curveball is they have ultimates. So this is kind of where the Overwatch type game comes in. Yep. So the ultimates throw another curveball. The reason why like Chamber is so good is his ultimate ability is to get a sniper that's like five times better than like the normal sniper. Mm 
Which is already the best gun in the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, like, his ultimate is a free gun that's really good. So, like, he can, like, buy a couple extra rounds compared to everyone else. And there's, like, a couple characters that have abilities kind of like that, not as good. Like, his is probably one of the best in the game. But there's other agents like that that you don't need to buy a gun because your abilities will give you one right. type thing. A big one with that is uh, the Jet Kunai Knives. Um <laughs> Most of the time, operator players now are either chambers or jets. And a big strat is, you know, the jet saves money. Like, let's say that you win pistol round. Most of the time, you want to buy your guns up there. Because that's a gimme round. You have much better guns than the enemy team. But a lot of times, jet might buy a share for nothing at all to save up to be able to buy an op when we are able to buy rifles. And that way, you know, because... And then let's say that jet pops off the first two rounds and gets, like, a total of, like, six, seven kills playing so, uh, Spike and picked up an ult orb, that third round where, she, like, she wouldn't have a gun, she'd able to pop her ult, and it's a one-tap-to-the-head knife or three-to-the-body, and every kill refreshes her knives. So it's that's the big thing is being able to read that the enemy team might have this. You know, be careful. Even if it's a saved round, they can have guns that can still one-tap you. So with this, like, um, um, ultimate ability... Do you have to buy the ultimate, or is it almost like a build up with like time? So, so it's a build up with you can get them by. There's ultimate orbs around the map, oh. and so like Chambers is now eight, and it used to be like seven. They just bumped it to eight because it's so good. And then so you have these ultimate orbs you can grab, which they take like two three seconds to grab, and they're in like between the attackers and defenders, so it's not usually always easy to get. And then there's when you die you get one if you if you're the planner who plants the the spike or the, mm -hmm. like the bomb um you get one if you defuse you get one and if you eliminate an opponent you get one so you just have to try and rack them up yep so like one of the strats is there's another agent that gets like a rocket okay so like like at the end of the rounds if someone's like one away so if that person's one away from getting that rocket they let them get the defuse because then they get that rocket the next round yep. to start so if you do like really good like because the agent raise that has the rocket is like a duelist so they're usually getting more uh, eliminations than everyone else then like she'll get her rocket like three or four times like a half possibly if she's doing like really well mm -hmm. so the more eliminations she's getting the more rocket she's getting which helps every round so that's just all around helpful yes yes there's a lot that goes into this game and getting into the fine details and being able to call out certain things it's just it's what makes this game fun and not get so stale so fast just knowing these strategies knowing hey you know look at here we got economy for guns we have economy for ultimates let's put this together let's see you know combo these abilities combo these ults and just you know win so so what really made you like say hey i'm gonna like keep going with this game because there god there's so many online games right and there's overwatch there's counter-strike you know this, this is a mishmash and i'm i'm always curious as to why do people go for those games why do they keep with it and try getting into more of the technicalities and strategies i'd say for me the biggest thing is not being bad at something. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird thing to say, and it seems a little bit, you know, hinged, unhinged, but <laughs> it boils down to is like, I just wanted to get good at the game. It was fun to me. I enjoyed the game and I was 
bad. I like, I'll tell you bad. And I started to, you know, pick apart the game, understand why was I bad? I was moving while I was shooting. Okay, let's work on strafing. Let's work on keeping our feet planted when we shoot, all this type of stuff. And um, I just started doing this. I practiced in the aim labs, which is just pretty much you go in and practice, you know, mouse yeah. control. And I just started practicing. I saw myself getting better and that visualization of getting better at a game that I was really bad at just kept me going. Like every day I see improvement in myself and that's what is keeping me going. That and, you know, the $200 worth of skins I bought. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was playing CS, I played at like a pretty high level, but the, the cap to like improve to like hitting those next levels in CS is really hard because the game's been out for so long. You need to play just like a ton of hours. It didn't matter how like good you were. It was just like there's everyone who's like, you know, right there next to each other. And to make those like next leagues that, you know, everyone was just as good as those guys were. You just had to play a ton, and I didn't really have the time. And when Valorant came out, like, that was like, you know, I could be on, like, the front end of joining everything and getting into it. And it's a lot more strategical than, in my opinion, than Counter-Strike. Like, you have to – because everyone's – like I said, there's a lot of people who can aim really well. you got to be able to – your value is smart using your utility and, like, how you're playing. And so I just found it, like, a lot more fun. And then – also, when the game first came out, and even now, be, part of it is because they don't have these third parties, that everyone, even the top players, play, like, ranks. So, usually, like, on a nightly basis, if I go play on my, like, ranked account, mm-hmm. I'm playing against, you know, two, three, four pros in my lobby every every night. So, it's just, like, incentive for me to keep playing because it's just a lot more fun. You just get better. Yep. I mean, that that is really awesome. And have you guys done any, like, tournaments, any competitions lately, or has it just been practice? We uh, had a game against Kent State Tuesday that just passed. Um, we didn't have any practice beforehand. We just got done with tryouts. Yep. So we had, like, maybe one 10-man where we kind of went over, like, talking to each other, getting comfortable with each other. And honestly, we came out and did pretty good. We lost, but... We lost by two rounds each game. You know, that's um, not bad. And it's not bad for, like, if you watch the stream they had, they were very biased towards Kent State, and they were they kind of were talking down on us. And the end of the at the end of the stream, they're like, even though Central lost, they played a really well game. And I think that's just, again, with the getting better, it's just, you know, fire, fueling me to get better. I, I want to practice, want to get in aim labs, want to look at some straps, want to get the team talking, get some comms going. You know, get comfortable because I really think that this team can get much better as the comfortability rises with us all. And and how is like practice going? Like, how are like the communications so far? I'll let the coach answer that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's not bad. It's when you get thrown in. So like everyone here is relatively new. Um, we had one player who played on the main team last year, Will, who subbed, and so Will's taking a big leap from subbing and not really like he played one tournament with the team last year and a couple scrims so he didn't really play much and now he's IGLing which is a significantly harder role it's really hard to tell people what to do while you're playing the game yeah and then communication wise like everyone's pretty new um like Will started in January we have another player who basically started eight months ago as well another player who's like he played for like a year but got out of it he hasn't really like played much just like uh-huh. here and there and like they're all like pretty talented like aiming wise they're really talented like their game sense 
like Wills is really good and some of the others are really good, but there's still like a lot of growing to do. The hardest part is, is like learning agents. So like not everyone knows how to play every agent and you can't all play the same agent. So everyone has to learn their role and how to play. And then like team scenarios, like our pretty much our first practice going over plays. It's a completely different thing than doing like ranked. Ranked is just completely different. So once you get put into running plays, you got to do everything, execute perfectly. Um, or else the plays don't really matter. Because if one person messes up, like everyone's relying on everyone to do the right thing. And so you have these specific plays. And so I think um, our first practice of just like running these plays really taught them like they got like bored. They're like, oh, we have to run it again. It's like, well, you guys aren't doing the right thing every time. So you got to keep keep running it because if you're not running it perfect, it's not going to work. Every painstaking detail. You and you got to right. You have to yeah. smoke right. Every part of it has to be perfect or there's some gap. It's just like a little hole in your ship and you're going to sink. Mm. You'll get bigger. Yeah. So it just, it'll keep getting there. And um, we will be playing every Tuesday and Wednesday. Right now we don't know who we play Wednesday, but we should know shortly. And I think Tuesday we play Western. We do play week. Western. All right. Yeah. Hey, rivalry right there. Yep. But I, I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, Kind of like the final thing, because I actually kind of had a fun moment with um the Rainbow Six people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were telling me a little bit about like locations, how to like get code names for different areas. So do you guys have your own custom names for like areas on maps or is it almost like given out? Um. I'd say right now, that is our biggest thing we want to work on is comms, communication. Um, we just last practice, I think it was last night, uh, one of the guys on the team was like, hey, like we should go over comms because I'm calling it this and you're calling it that. And then I get confused. And um, definitely, like I said, the comfortability, once that gets up, will get better. The biggest thing is calls. You know, What should we call this? What should we call this? So Riot has a lot of fun with their... Um positioning so like on the map they'll have like locations but then they like to put these random like pictures everywhere so they end up like getting these like random names um trying to think of one there's like people call one like dragon because there's a picture of a dragon on the wall and then hookah because a hookah lounge yeah oh okay and so there's just like a lot of calls like that and so the one player that needs to go wanted to go over comms is a he's a like foreign exchange student Mm-hmm. So his like comms are just completely different mm-hmm. and it's like hard for him because it's like I call this something else when I play over, you know, I is it like a regional difference you think or yeah. yeah, so it's like a yeah, it's definitely like a translation like difference and like so he has to like learn everything and he's like trying his best but it's like yeah, I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's so interesting. It really is. And, like, he's amazing shots. It's just the, now, again, comfortability, comms, talking to each other. Once we get those, you know, mouse moving back and forth, we'll be able to get much yeah. more. Yeah, and, like, rank, there's not a lot of comms. So, like, they're just kind of playing solo and, then like, doing whatever. And then when you're in this team setting, you're, like, really, you can't really look at minimap a lot. Like, in ranked, you can kind of just, like, look over, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not like that fast paced because they're not coming in with an execute like perfect util either. Yeah. So you like you'll get a lot of time where you can like see what's going on. But in this, like you pretty much just focus on your screen and you're like you're relying straight on your comms. So Mm -hmm. when people don't comm what they're doing, 
and you're trying to play with them, it like really messes you up. Yeah, and that's like my job as the IGL is um, I have to not only play the game but pay attention to the mini map to my team. So that way, if someone misses a com, I can say, "Hey, enemy jet under Jen, be careful," because Brim just saw him, didn't calm it because he has forty other things going on, which is understandable. But that's kind of where like the difficulty comes in for me is uh, not only working on being calm under pressure for the aim, but also being able to quickly and decisively tell people stuff. And that's what I need to work on right now is my, that I'd say, that's my biggest flaw. You guys excited for the rest of the season? Oh, yes. Yeah. This team is going to be really good. I think give us about two weeks of practice, if that, and we will be dominating. I'm excited. I am really excited. I think that's pretty much all I got at the moment, but is there anything that you would want to talk about? Um, I think the biggest thing would be support your esports, you know? Yeah. Follow, the Twitter. Follow, Follow the Twitter. Follow yeah. Tuesday and what other day? Wednesday. Wednesday. Both would be 8 p.m. It's 8, 8 on Tuesday and 7 on Wednesday. 7 on Wednesday. All right. Yeah. That, that's really good information, and I really hope that the viewers, they try going in and seeing what exactly is going on because i think that some of the information that you gave will really help people understand some of the play-by-plays that are happening mm-hmm. yep. yep so yeah i'm happy to hear that but thank you so much for for coming on i'm, I'm really happy to have talked with y'all yeah, yeah thanks for having us yeah, yeah thank you all right thank you i will see everybody later